Our gospel lesson comes from John chapter 20, verses 24 through 29. I invite you to stand in body or spirit for the reading of God's word. This comes just a few scenes after the resurrection event. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. So a week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Thank you, Pastor Daniel. Now please uh, go with me in a word of prayer. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be honoring to you. Amen. Don't pick at your scabs. They'll turn into scars. Have y'all ever heard that one? That's what my mom told me. I had recently started riding my bike beyond the safe perimeter of our driveway. And I would ride it. We lived out in the country, so I was riding my bike on gravel roads. And uh, gravel is unforgiving. And my eight-year-old knees bore the results. I looked at my dad, who was sitting next to me, and I noticed, maybe for the first time, the smattering of red dots on his upper arm. Dad, I asked, did you pick out your scabs and get scars on your arm? Not really, my dad said. There are scars, but not from getting hurt. I looked at him, perplexed. My dad explained that when he joined the Army at age 17 in 1986, they were still giving soldiers live smallpox vaccines. My dad and many others were exposed to the smallpox virus and left with scars on their arms. As long as he lives, those red dots are a reminder of my dad's time in the military. They are a part of his body and a part of his story. 
Our bodies tell our stories, the good and the bad. There are still scars on my knees from falling off my bike and yes, picking at my scabs. There's a scar on my forehead from where I was attacked by an angry cat. There's a scar on my left arm and a small bump from where I had a cancer scare at age nine. What doctors thought might be cancer turned out to be a completely benign bone cyst and they removed it. While some scars may remind us of funny stories or carefree childhood adventures, other scars are harder to share. There are scars from traumatic injuries, scars from abuse, scars that make us feel guilty for surviving what others did not, and scars that we are ashamed of. There are also scars that cannot be seen on our physical bodies. Whether an experience leaves a visible mark or not, our bodies remember. Our bodies remember the harm caused and the emotional wounds left behind. We hide these scars too. We fear letting others witness our hurts, our traumas, and our failures. We fear letting someone else experience the complexity, the beauty and the ugliness of our full selves. As someone who lives with scars on the inside and the outside of her body, I find it comforting when Jesus shows his scars to Thomas. Even after the miracle of the resurrection, Jesus still has scars on his hands, his feet, and his side. His body tells us the story of his suffering, murder, and resurrection. Jesus is recognized by his scars. The disciples know who he is because of his wounded body. I think this holds true for us as well. We are quick to share the highlight reel version of our lives. We show off the shiny parts of ourselves. We say, look at me. Look how cool, smart, and pretty I am. Oh no, don't, don't look at my flaws, my sins, my failures. Don't, don't look at that. But to create a real connection you must witness the gnarly, unpolished, broken parts of someone else's life. To really know someone, to build a deep relationship and genuine community, you have to share your scars. You have to place your hands on the scars of others. A highlight reel has left me feeling inspired and maybe a little jealous. But witnessing someone's scars actually makes me feel less alone and less ashamed of my own scars. Scars are physical and emotional. If you lost a parent when you were young, 
you will always be someone who lost a parent when they were young. That is part of your story, and you will carry it with you for the rest of your life. I will never be someone who didn't have a cancer scare at age nine. Those scars never leave. Everything that happens to you also happens to your body. Every act of violence, every moment of joy, every hateful thing we have said or which has been said to us is held in our bodies. Every kindness, every pain, every burst of laughter and every tear. We carry our experiences with us. We embody our stories. The scars cannot be avoided, but the shame can be. We are people of the resurrection, but the resurrection does not erase the past. Resurrection does not make us forget the mistakes we have made or rewrite our stories. Sometimes I really wish it did. Resurrection is not a reversal. The evidence of Jesus' crucifixion remained on his body after the stone had rolled away. Christ defeated sin and death, but you could see and feel the scars left by state-sanctioned violence on his skin. The character and love of God is enfleshed in the scarred, resurrected body of Jesus. Jesus who hung out with outcasts. Jesus who healed all the wrong people. Jesus who angered religious leaders. Jesus who died for those who hated him and then rose again, scarred and alive. The question that we often ask as Christians is, how is Jesus like God? I would like to reframe that question and ask, what if God is like Jesus? What if God is different than we thought? What if the best way to know God is not through religion or intellect, but through a person? What if the most dependable way to know God is to look at how God has revealed God's self in Jesus? What if God is even revealed in Jesus's scars? Jesus is quite different from how I would be if I was God. Jesus would rather die than keep a list of our sins. Jesus allowed himself to be killed so that he could be reconciled with the very people who betrayed him. Then when he rose again, his wounds still fresh, he picked a woman with a questionable reputation to tell everyone about it. A resurrection is not a reversal. Resurrection does not undo our past. Our scars do not disappear. 
Resurrection means that our sin now serves a purpose instead of serving shame. Our scars are part of our story. They are a testament to the new life offered through the resurrection of Christ. When we share our scars, when we share how we have been hurt and how we have hurt others, we make ourselves available to experience deep, mutual relationships. We let people see the real us, our true selves. By sharing our scars, we allow ourselves to love and be loved authentically as our whole selves. When Jesus appeared to Thomas and the other disciples, he said, peace be with you. So today I say, peace be with you, you who are scarred. Peace be with you, you who are scared. Peace be with you, you who are ashamed. For Christ is resurrected, and we can be too. Amen.